do it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we're back again with another episode of Party on a Podcast. Uh, This season, I think I've dabbled in ways that uh, I think what the podcast should have been from the jump. Uh, Instead of forcing an interview, uh, just having conversations with uh, people of, of the creative culture and allowing them to have a voice but at the same time just catching up with people catching up with friends for me has been really dope and seeing what they've been doing over the past few years uh this guy uh, in particular i actually haven't seen him uh, although we were just talking before i hit record and he was mentioning the, the pandemic did happen but uh we uh we haven't talked that much well we talk but we don't we don't we haven't seen each other probably like once in the last five years david doms uncle catfish odysseus if you know you know uh <laughs> and if you he, don't know you don't know <laughs> <laughs> i guess that is a, the other side of that coin yeah but uh this guy has been a staple in the culture uh in the scene in the hip-hop scene rap scene music live music i mean i i met him at a I'm I'm fairly certain it was at a a live rap show and so. they created a relationship from there that built into going on to Potato Salad Radio which is something that if you know you know but if you also don't know you don't know <laughs> and you'd probably be a bit confused about yeah. what why you would go on there like unless people know you for your potato why salad why that name too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah I, thank well, welcome you welcome thank, well, yeah welcome. it's great to be here it's, you know i have to be honest i was listening to a previous episode of this of this show um i guess in a way kind of like it gave me a great reason to kind of do a little bit like I used to do when I hosted a show, which is kind of like do a little bit of research, not much, just to like a little tiny bit. And yeah. um, so I thought, oh, I'll listen to an episode. And um, I'm, you know what? And it made me feel like it would be hard not to flip the tables on you because the last person yeah. I think it was your interview, you said, how did this turn around or something like that? Like, <laughs> how did this come around? And what's happening here? Yeah, it was Daniel from so, Goodbye yeah. Summer. Yeah, it was a good interview. And I'm so I'm so used to and I still still think of like that dynamic of if we were in a conversation like this, that it would be me interviewing you. And so it's I guess I want to give you it. So one, it was really cool to get the idea to kind of feel the interview coming again, that feeling. Yeah. But also um, you're a good interviewer. And uh, I you, know man. you. I know you as a subject of interview, not as as the interview right. you you the interviewer, but right. you're really good. Yeah. Thank you, man. I I, I don't know, like. Over the years, and here we go again, you somehow flipped that on me already. Uh, over the years, I just yeah. developed a liking for uh, finding out more about other people than than telling about myself. Although I do like talking about myself, I, I, I don't at the same time. I much that. rather... I feel that. Yeah, I much rather have people talk about themselves and tell their story and and give, whether it's a small light or a small lane... I'd rather provide that and 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 let them speak on their on their behalf and tell their story because I don't know I just I've I I think growing up I developed a a, a liking for it that I that I can't really describe all that I mean I probably could if you if you give me enough time but I don't know I just like I like finding out more about people nowadays it's it's come with age maybe I'm not old but I'm 
I'm I'm enjoying it though. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, to be honest, like the reason, one of the reasons why the radio show kind of ended for me um, was really that it, I didn't feel that way anymore. I was feeling, I was feeling, I hate to admit that it wasn't the people at all. It wasn't anyone in particular. It wasn't anything to do with people. It was just that I'd sort of run out of this feeling of wanting to, to dig in with people on kind of a weekly basis. So it was this, like, I felt like I needed to go inside myself for a while to be able to have sort of a reserve to communicate with other people to have, like, I felt like I'd sort of depleted that because it is a muscle in a way, like listening. I think that's why you're good, good interviewers, like listening to people and actually having a conversation that goes where it goes, as opposed to one that's really tight. Like you can hear that in a bad interview. They're not listening and they just like (laughs) ask the question you just answered already. And I think that, but that takes an effort to get to know someone and to be vulnerable in a way, like the way people interview has evolved a lot. It used to be a lot of that cut and dry, but now it's much more of a dialogue. And I think for me, I just kind of got this place where I was like unable to engage and I wasn't listening. And I caught myself like in interviews, looking at someone three, four feet away and just sort of like, I don't know what you just said. And I listened back to it and was, and was like, that was really good shit. But and I didn't look like I didn't know what was going on, but I wasn't, I wasn't kind of in it. Like I was, yeah. when it was happening, it was, it was like this rhythm where you kind of got in a conversation that just flowed and it was sort of a, not a safe, not a freestyle, but I guess in a way, because there wasn't a script to it and it was just sitting down and chatting kind of like we are now, there yeah. was this, there was a, there was that element of like just creating it as you went, which I really loved. And I think when I let that went away, it was like, I need to go away for a while from it. And I'm still trying to find a way to come back to that kind of talking to people more like doing that kind of thing. Yeah. I, as you know, I could talk forever. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> like we were talking about before I hit record, like you can step away and you can come back and yeah. you're, you're embraced in this culture. You're, you're. I'm not even I... sure why really I have some <laughs> weird theories about it, but I really don't know why. Like I sometimes, I think I have a lot of imposter syndrome around anything to do with that yeah kind of but actually in some ways there's also been a really interesting thing like just to be to look at the history of like Halifax hip-hop in the last few years right it's really interesting to me when I was doing that show like who Maje was Mm. who who Woos was then yeah who who Kani was then yeah you know and now where they where they sit in kind of the hierarchy and age and experience chart of yep. Halifax hip hop yeah. that they're not the new guys and they're not like, but they're not vets vets, but they're like True. somewhere in there, like mid, you know, they're, they're yeah. kicking ass and they're doing great. And I love that. It's sort of this weird reward of like, they were young guys that were just on the come up, like same with you, right? Like yep. people that were just, early and what I loved about what we we did there was like people that wanted it was kind of who got it and so it was like people that were hungry were there and now I look and I'm like yeah you played a role because like those people came on and they got experience on the radio like I wasn't I'm no pro host or whatever but like and you know CKDU has its issues as a radio station of like it's not like you're going to some big radio station but in Halifax man it was and it became this thing that was like getting on there meant a little something and it meant that you were you got that experience of doing that. You'd spit, you had an audience, you had somebody like talking about you. And it's not that I gave them like a springboard, but it was anyone that came on. It was, 
it's validating to see where those people have gone from there and you mm-hmm. doing this like these things that branch out that are just i really we invited in people that were interesting and they're doing really interesting things now and i think it's something the scene misses and i think it's something like a show like what you're doing here yeah. is really good the more that you embrace that conversational thing is people need a place to just come that isn't branded in a way like isn't just really trying to um make from them right there's, there's so I much is, like camps and clicks and this is our thing that's your thing like i or i got a profit off it right away instead of that kind of long-term like investment in a community like really planting seeds i didn't really realize i was doing that and i but i think Big that's time. what that platform was was like you didn't have to be like there was no affiliation it had to be like I just had to kind of think it was a bit flyer, to be honest. Like, yeah. I just had to be kind of interested to be like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> Some people, I remember not, I, I don't remember names now, but I remember people being like, I wouldn't really have them on because they were, they would annoy me or like, I just did not really tell them. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that was hard. And I, I don't know. And I, I also think the other thing is like coming in a little bit with an attitude of like, whether or not I can do any of the shit that I'm telling people that I have an opinion about, I'd always have an opinion about it too. And I think that was yeah. the other thing is like, people look for that. You know, you'd bring a project and you get, you get an answer. Like, I like this. And I also find that part. I don't like that part. And right. so it's like, you get a bit of a critique. And I, I think that comes from the art world that like the visual art world where there's more of a, like students at NASCAD, I kind of wish a lot of the rap world would embrace this idea. Like they really want critique and it isn't, you don't like they kind of hate it if everything's good that you say because it's like well say you make a project okay you make a little you make an ep you send it over and you know you hear all the stuff that bugs you still even at the unless like unless you somehow get it to the place where like i'm perfectly happy there's always something that's like that could be this that could be that and then that's what you want from someone is not to say what's working really great like the bangers obviously the banger (laughs) but the things those little pieces like where the person tells you just personally, like, this bugs me a little, or, you know, that part's just kind of, I don't really like that part, or I wish there was more of this, and that part bugs me when it cuts that off, like, those kind of things, you're like, ah, that's rich, that's the that's the stuff I can really dig into, where it's like, oh, it's I love good. That shit. I love that shit. You know, people shit. go, it's good, good job, pat you on the back, you know, give you a little rap hug, <laughs> keep it moving, but, and I find that it's not that useful. It's, no. it's like any, you can find a lot no. of people that will tell you your shit's cool or whatever yeah but someone will be like well yeah but someone be like i like two of those tracks the other ones don't they're not as solid like two i love the other that's hard to say to people but the more we embrace that the more you know it's a two-way street where it's like you give the good and the bad and so you know when it's good it's like i really mean that shit anyways yeah yeah. no i mean but i mean you need to be that way like everybody gets all up in their ego and I, i talk about this with a lot of other people and or a couple other people. I don't talk about this with a lot of people because like a lot of people can't take it. But it's like, <laughs> like the ego becomes a major part of of that yeah. conversation, and they can't handle the critique, like like you said. And I, I used to be that way, but I thrive off of critique because right. it's 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 improvement on in stuff that. I can't get out of my own out of my own way to to see exactly. sometimes, exactly. and or here I guess in the music world, but sure. But uh, back to you, you mentioned the point of accepting that you had to take a step back. I, I had to I had to pull this back because I was like I was thinking about it. I didn't want right. to skip the point, but <laughs> a- 
accepting like the, the, you remember ex- that yeah ex- accepting the fact that you needed to take that step back i think was huge because yeah. forcing a show just to force the show and keep the show and keep like bringing new artists just to keep new artists or keep the concept just to keep yeah. the concept going yeah. is is it it would have been a chore it would have been something exactly that wasn't as sought after for you exactly in the and end I, yeah it took a little while to kill that show um yeah yeah but <laughs> it uh because but it lasted took, for a while though too though it, it lasted a while like i think it had a run of close to like eight years like around there from its wow. true beginning to the end it wasn't always so focused on rap and that's the thing that show itself was sort of like a meta version of a singular episode because it kind of evolved and did like whatever it wanted to do um, itself. Like it started out as a really weird kind of just art experiment thing. It wasn't really, it was, it was almost like I wrapped the idea that it was like an art project around the whole thing and just said like, whatever happens, happens. And I like it. And it became this like radio show and it spun off other things, but there was a part where, and it still happens. Like, I'll run into someone or we'll talk about it and I get all excited. I'm like, we should just go back to that. We should just, we should just turn on that zombie. But that's the problem was like, I really got to this place where I'd realized it, I had harvested a, the heart. The season was over for that mm-hmm. thing. I'd, but what, what do you do at the end of the season after you've harvested, you got to plow under all that stuff to get to fertilize over a period of time of fertilization. Yeah. So that when you come out, you have another thing that you know grows out of that, the husk of like what of what you grew so every time you know you gotta but you gotta bury it you gotta that's end it end it and i really had that shit. problem well thank you but yeah. <laughs> i guess but i had it that is. i had this real problem of not letting it die like i would i it changed the name there was a period where i was calling it the people show which was like hip-hop backwards I, but yeah, also like yeah, yeah. people which i kind of liked and i still kind of like but and i always liked the iterations there was a part that of something else this and that like it would, I kept letting it, it would die. I'd be like, ah, it's done. But I wouldn't give up the slot yet. And then I'd run into somebody and they'd be like, man, I love that. And I'd be like, oh, we got to do another thing or something. <laughs> and then sometimes it became a little bit like a platform where I was just like, I'll turn it on when I want to, to kind of talk about stuff. But um, it had to die. It had to eventually be like, nope, like that's over. Like, it's just, we're not doing that. I used to do that. It had to be, I used to it. Yeah. It had to stop. It had to stop for a while. And I think the distance has gotten too far and, um i'm finding it hard to find a way back to be honest i'm not sure that i i feel like then i was like it's almost like the um sophomore jitters or something because (laughs) as much as i did a lot of that it's like i just did that shit i just did it yeah and the momentum carried it i didn't think about it like i yeah we thought about it but like but like it was like you planted that seed in the city that allowed people to whether they felt like it was the biggest thing or just a way of promoting a show or whatever it was, it was the place. It was the thing to make sure you got a hold of catfish to, to make sure this happened. Cause whether, and you were like, I'm going to be on the radio at this time. So be sure to tune in if you want all the details about the show that's going on tomorrow night. Exactly. And it's like, that's, but that's, that's what we, that's what I look forward to because like, who was I at the time and who like, and, and to what status did I really 
deserve to be on the radio in 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 all perspectives but it's it was just a like an affirmation in a way of being able to just say i must be doing something right i must be doing something in the right direction that this guy is allowing me to be on the radio maybe rap a bit maybe even throw a, a live cypher with the dude Hell from yeah. caravan and woos right. and yeah. have dj hot friggin right. dj it, dj you know? right like that's that's the kind of shit you did and like that's that's exactly what we, that's what we like that's what i was i was thriving off of in the moments that that helped me build my career and build who I that's was amazing. at the time. That's amazing. That like, see that shit. That's what makes me go like, let's go do it. Let's turn it back on. Right. Like, let's just do it again. <laughs> but which maybe you know, in. maybe ultimately, like something like that does happen. But it has to kind of happen in a way that makes sense. But no, I, the thing that I'm thinking that that really is the reminder to me is like, uh, we live in such a world that like, I guess it's the money thing. It's like money. It just mm -hmm. drives, it drives like everything. Yeah. And, and people do so much foul shit for money. You're right. Like in little ways and in big ways. And, and if you, but if you do shit for money, you can always use that as a reason you did it. Like always, like it could be like, oh, yeah. I, I do this, the foulest thing ever, but I got all this money. And it's like, well, <laughs> okay. Like, even if it's morally, like I hate it, you're like, well, I still get it. Cause they got that money. That was the, I get how they did that. Even though I don't like their scale. Right. We got to do more things that we want to do and not try to monetize them. Not in a way like I could go on and on about like trying to defeat or break capitalism or something, but that's not <laughs> what I mean. Part of what yeah. it was, was like when I sat across from like Woos or you or other people, like they were people that I would then go to shows and things and be like, all y'all are still like 25 feet away. They sat like we're, our feet were touching pretty much, Yeah, you know, like, and they're rapping at me. And rapping their ass off because they're trying to and i love i love rap like i love when yeah. people on a beat spit some shit and so i wish we would do things more from that place that yeah. place like i'm not trying to make it because anywhere i'm trying to have a conversation and, and but i'm not not trying to make it i'm not not trying to elevate what we're doing but i'm yeah. right here having a conversation with the people near me about a craft about a thing that's not money People look at like, especially rap. It's like, especially it's money. Rap. It's like, yo, if you make it, make money, you're good. It's like, fuck that. The best rapper in the world doesn't make a penny. I guarantee you. Because we don't know them. But mm. I guarantee there's motherfuckers who do this as the skill it is, as like the sport it is, as, as the act it is. Like yeah. people play guitar and they don't try to become something. They just play the guitar and they get good at it. Like, and they might yeah. get really good at it, but they're not out trying to do a show. Fuck all that. But with rap, it's like we always got to take it to that level. And I was, I wish that we'd always got to be like, what are you doing with that then? It's like nothing. I like this as a, a medium to express things. Yeah. And so it was never about it being who's the coolest or whatever. It was more about that. It was like that made me feel like the reward for me was that I got to be so close to these people that were like demigods to me that could do this thing that people. Yeah talk about doing but they don't fucking do it and and i had the worst thing for me the thing that pissed me off the most on that show with rappers for real was when i would say to them and i don't care who this bothers i would if i would say spit a spit a freestyle i don't care if it's like some lyrics you know just put them on the beat that kind of shit and they wouldn't do it it bothered me forever it still bothers me because 
because it's like yeah. that's the thing you say you are <laughs> and yeah. you can't do that thing Dude, that's I, the thing you say you. i are. was no. hoping you'd do that like when i was on the show i was like i was ready for it when it happened because i was like i can't come on like even if i don't freestyle i have yeah, i gotta that, have something those 16 yeah. coming into the show like right. i can't not have something ready for it and it's like that's right. but that's that's what you do i mean you see you see the, even like the top scale right um uh, radio shows you have sway in the morning funk flex like yeah. these guys like these guys have they put you on the spot you go well, there to rap right you're and not they, you're, you they yeah. know they're gonna go there to rap so they're pre- they're preparing mm. that shit's not off the top i mean and that's fine and that's oh, yeah. not the argument like that argument to me is just a stupid argument at some point where we get into this like what's a freestyle like yeah there's multiple definitions of freestyle they're yeah. all dope as fuck if they're done well and they are different kind of ways of doing it it's hard to fit yep. pre-written lyrics over a beat someone throws at you randomly like that's not easy to do and that wasn't even what i would ask i'd be like we're gonna do a thing you could pick some beats but it was always it frustrated me when they when they like they know that was gonna come i'd even bring it up and it would just be like don't do that to me and it would be like you know i'm not gonna do it if you do it and i thought well i don't want to <laughs> do that to people like and i think there was another one that, was, that guy uh, well but the other way that i think i goaded some people into doing it was like I would do it right, and I I'm an I'm okay freestyler off the top, but like I would do it in mumble and bumble and like get through some bars a little bit, but enough that it would be like, well, that guy just embarrassed himself, so fuck it, I can do better than that. And then it wasn't always true. Like looking back, you know, I had some times that I did I held my own, but it was like <laughs> with people that I you know I think can rap, but and so that yeah. feels really good to me. But it was like. I think that was helpful too. And I think that's another thing we need is like, especially in the rap game is some of this, not clowning yourself, but be being able to say like, yeah. I put shit out that isn't perfect. I'm a human being, but I, but watch me try. Like I would, yeah. I think that stuff's inspiring. And I think it cuts across genres out of the rap game. Like, 100%. That, you know, as this, as what you're, these conversations you're having are, which they cut across other things, man. But yeah. And I would say every time I think about, kind of what organically happened there makes me really excited and i i wonder how how we we uh how we 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 do something like that again but all nostalgia talk we gotta but i mean like and you and you (laughs) and you talk about the whole monetizing like i i i do this podcast out of the out of the goodness of my heart in in all honesty like and i don't mean i'm doing it like as a favor to anybody I'm doing it because I like doing it. I like creating the time to do it. And I like to know that there's a platform that I can talk to these people. And then like, if people want to find out more about this person, they'll check out that episode I love that. and, and not having to worry about it being monetized. If it gets monetized down the road, sure. That's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, but sure. like, I'm not, I'm not seeking it in, in, in a way of providing for my family, you know, like it was, it's, it's, the passion it's it's exactly the interest it's it's the the want to just fuel the culture like i i have a connection to this culture that i i don't i don't want to lose but i don't know if i can lose because like i can always take a step back like yourself i i, I can always take a step back but there's always a connection to that culture that i'll i'll never truly lose you know i d- yes i know and, what you mean. yeah i so, do i mean because there I, is there is there's people who listen to rap music and then there's people that kind of understand i guess the broader like you see the implications of that culture throughout all culture 
and you kind of can really notice that and and i think that's partly where like it's you see it you kind of can understand it if i guess if you understand it it's hard to know that that if you know you know thing in a way kind of does apply to that too you can kind of feel that I have a weird thought about that, if you know, you know, but I, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little too, maybe just being too, a little like deep here, but there's a part of that that bothers me because it's so exclusionary, you know, and I get that it's meant to be, but there's yeah, times where okay. it bothers me where I'm like, what if you, what about this? What if, if you know, you should t- teach others, <laughs> but I mean, that, that it's just a little too, too warm hearted. No, I, people just I make mean, fun like... of that. I think watch <laughs> the I mean, comments at this section. That yeah, guy, right. What the fuck? <laughs> But can't like, be nice to people. <laughs> can't think about the broader implications of shit. Yeah, no, right. Fuck that. Nah. See, small lane, personal success only. That's all that matters. That's what this conversation's about, man. Like that, it doesn't have. It can. It can veer off to the left, veer off to the right. We'll do what it has to do to to get through these conversations because sometimes <laughs> people don't don't know that they need to hear these conversations because like could be. Yeah, and in, in the simplicity of it all, but like when it comes down to it, what I like, what I wanted to do with this conversation, with especially with you, was introduce the new cats, the new guys, right. to a guy that provided a, a a platform and a stage without literally providing a stage for artists in the rap and hip-hop community to have a voice outside of just posting on social media because back when you were doing potato salad radio social media wasn't all that big it was it was something that as it's got going i remember feeling like i had to be there more like it was that early pull where i was like oh shit that's the thing we got to do now <laughs> and it was i remember thinking like yeah. oh ugh. i remember tweet deck being this thing and i was like that's awesome because it would post in multiple places at once yeah, so i was like exactly. fantastic um yeah 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 it was that was just barely beginning and we didn't at the beginning we didn't have any like but anybody filming it so i gotta give it like i guess there's a couple of people i need to shout out in regards to that show like what do you think one of them first of all is someone named andrew mays who initially like the show would never would not exist at all if it wasn't for that person because um acorn may shout out to the, that guy because he was the one that when i started calling like when i first started the potato salad radio show it was at a art residency called white rabbit arts and it, and it was in like 2009 or something like that yeah 2008 i think yeah 2008 and um so i started there on this pirate radio station we had there and it was like a pull-on like a it went like i think six eight kilometers like it was we stepped a tower like we were worried about being shut down because it was quite strong like it would interrupt cbc and stuff in the area like it was oh shit. it was, it was strong it dope. took over the neighbor like the area anyway and so i did this show that was named potato salad radio show and there's like a long backstory about that but it was called so i just day one of this residency i was on the air at this thing going hey it's potato salad radio show and i'm potato salad and this guy, my friend, Andrew, really like I did it for a week. It became a thing very quickly. People wanted to like come on it. And it was but it was always like at midnight and it was this people would stay up for it. And everyone in the residency listened on the radio. And we were in this interconnected little community, like in the woods, basically. So that was your entertainment kind of it was like we play music, but it was live. And it, it was totally fucked up. Like it was it was a fucked up show. Like it was it was great, but it was really chaotic. And I sort of I think I just kind of held it 
together through the K. Like, I just use my voice and my control of the mic to be like, okay, so that's fucking crazy, but moving on. And then sort of play, play radio. It was like almost a joking, not yeah. like a, hey, welcome to, not like, not, not, not do goofy voice, but just doing the parts I remember from the radio of like, oh, right. So you should call out what the name of the show is and you should, yeah. <laughs> you should say the call side of the radio and you should do the weather and like do. So I remember thinking I'd do that and it seemed like it gave a structure to this weird shit. So anyway, Andrew Mays, we get back to Halifax. And he's got a spot on CKDU. And he says to me, the show's got to continue. And I'm like, nah, no, nah, doesn't have to do that. I'm not a radio dude. Even though looking back over my life, I've been on the radio many times in many capacities as like a co-host and other things on other people's shows. And that's sort of a litany of radio experience that I seem to never think that I did when I think right. about my own life. Anyway, so this guy says it has to happen, it has to happen. And he says, I have a slot on CKDU or he's about to get one. Um, I can do fill-ins. I can I can do a fill-in. I'm I'm a, a member. You got to come with me and like I'll just I'll set you up at the thing and I'll I'll sign it up. But you do the show. And I was like, uh, I guess so. <laughs> so it was like enough pressure that I was like, fine. And so instead of the normal way where the host or like the member of CKDU would yeah. drive, as we call, he would drive the board and I would sit in the guest mic but host the whole show. And it started Potato Salad Radio Show that way. And then it, I very sneakily he got the show and a slot under that auspices that he was the member and then he left and I was doing the show as a non-member who shouldn't have been on the radio at all and didn't know how to That's like crazy. I was taught how to do the shit from him but I wasn't officially a member at all but I was doing so much like content right away that they were like well we got to make you a member but like we'll do it and you'll keep your slot so that was really fucking lucky and that's crazy so that would never have started it with if it wasn't for both of those like big pushes by mm -hmm. andrew mays and he's the kind of friend that would like walk you to the edge of a cliff that you like creatively or that you just don't want to go like you're scared and he'll push you and but he'll push you knowing that like either like you're gonna fly or you have a backpack or like or a parachute like he's yeah, that yeah, kind of person yeah, that would, they, they give you that shove and you're fucking terrified to do that <laughs> thing but then you do it um yeah. and the other big shout out on the show i mean there's a lot of people like Hermit with Michael McGuire was on the show a lot and was sort of like yeah. a guy that really helped me bolster, I think, the credibility a little bit also as a rap show. Um, but the big show that what I was trying to get to was Video Dave. And um, Dave, I, this, I know Dave. Yeah, Video Dave. Um, the show wasn't recorded that way. It was just audio for the first huge chunk of those eight or whatever year, nine years. Yeah. And it was mostly just a radio show and a podcast and sort of a podcast. It was like, I didn't really think of it as a podcast that it was, I mean, podcast existed, but it was like, you can rehear it over here. <laughs> it was on this like right. really yeah, yeah, shitty, yeah. like blog that was just, I think it was literally just like these long, huge titles that were like, la 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 la. And just, and you just click on them and there was no description and nothing. It was, but, but you know, we got a couple of listens over there. But anyway, um, Video Dave, yeah, like this is where the community element of Potato Salad really worked full circle. Like it's the whole story of that really happening because Video Dave, I didn't know Video Dave at all, like at all. And um, he walked up to me at a show and was at a rap show at this old Seahorse on Argyle and was like, hey, man, are you that guy that does Potato Salad? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, like, I like the show and whatever was giving me props about it, I guess. And then was like, Hey, do you ever think of recording it? And I was like, I remember saying something like, definitely, but I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and I'm already busy with all the other <laughs> shit I'm doing. I'm already running the board. It's like, it's a one man operation. Okay. So like, no, I remember just being, and I think I said something like, but if you want to do it, like, <laughs> so, yeah. so to me, what I love about this, and as we all, well, we don't all know. So for the audience, um, then this guy literally like 
we, I think a week or two later, came on the show, brought his camera. And it was pretty rudimentary, like looking back at it, you know, one camera that pivoted. There wasn't sort of this multi-camera thing or anything like that. It was, wasn't edited a, a lot. It was sort of just chopped, but it was, you know, it was pretty, pretty rudimentary. Yeah. But um, it was the best thing ever because here was a person where I put out this thing. I kind of created the sense that something they liked and something they felt they could approach and be like, I have comment about it. Like, maybe you should record that. Like, it'd be cool to see it. And then they do it because I say, well, I don't have the capacity, but you do. And then I, and with the editing of that, and even the way that it, everything about it, the way it looked was like video Dave became the video department. And I didn't fuck with that at all. Like right. at all, like we do a show and I was like, there's some good clips in there. And he just sort of go, yeah. And then I'd see them. Like I'd later be like, <laughs> like later that week, I'd be like, that's a good clip. Like, and we put out yeah. the whole, like, he took care of all that and I just left it over there. And I think I really like a lot of the sort of what happened there that community wanted something, community fulfilled their own need. I got out of the way enough to say like, you do it, which I didn't want it, like take that on at that time. Or even now, to, I don't think I'd want to do that if I had a show like, you do it, like you be creative with that. That's, I'll give you the raw material, you do that part with it. Yeah. And so all of that's just so I got to show video David like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be anywhere what it was without without him at all we ran into him uh uh music week he came up to Sydney for music week this year hell of a beat maker yeah yeah hell of a beat maker I for eighth life I guess is what he yeah that's what he got people should look that up he's like fire like and there's beat packs upon beat packs upon beat packs available. I still have stuff on my on my computer from when he just used to send me stuff just on oh, I have, things he was working on. I have a little bit here and there. It was, it was yeah. very fun. Like that was another element having Dave involved was that it was really he brought that he was a great he was the perfect person to pair with in in a way because not only did he run the camera and like that shit, he didn't want to be on the other um, side. Yeah. So there was no kind of like we got to make room for another co-host. Uh, there's no jealousy or anything either and also he knew this he knew he's younger quite a bit younger than me so he knew some cats just like just on age level knew them but also he knew beats and he made beats and like he just it was perfect and so you know there's a lot of like after i remember i could go on and on and tell the stories but like universal (laughs) i'll never forget um universal mostly tracy from universal soul or tactician i should say from uh yeah from universal soul but shout out to buddy day moonshine lifting weights <laughs> god damn it that was one of the best sort of after after parties i guess that, that we had there yeah that's crazy yeah we develop relationships with a lot of different places like freeman's like you know we 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 got yeah. this weird relationship where i would stop there on the way to and from dow because it was like i lived in the neighborhood nearby so i'd often stop and have a beer and a slice on the way over and i just like like to hit the radio, a little puff on the way, and hit the and <laughs> breaking many rules at CKDU. It's probably why I'll never be allowed back. But and we swore a lot in the air. We did, man. We fuck with those rules all the time. But the thing about radio, and I guess my tip to people is like, they need spoken material so much that they will they'll look the other way on a lot of that. Um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but Freeman's, yeah, we had this whole deal for a long time where you could win a free pizza like every week, and we would give them away, and they they were like, yeah, forever. You can just do that forever, like. And all we and we didn't really promo them at all. We talk like mad shit, like not shit on them, but like kind of talk goofy <laughs> as hell about them and like weird and like stupid shit. But we'd also sometimes bail back there and like hit up the Quimple Road spot, not all the time, but like yeah. I've never but we had to be a little careful too with the beers because 
<laughs> two was good, but if it was like three or four, then it was like ooh, like a three little or four. <laughs> yeah, then it was a little bit. Sometimes, depending who you met, you'd be like, "Shit, wrong choice." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, earlier you mentioned something that I I really also like tried to do. I think as like the show developed more and more was as it got more and more of its like kind of a format, I guess. Because for a while it just sort of was like whatever happened in those early days it was pretty random and it was really like i'd sort of feel it out like a almost like a set where i'd come with a bunch of stuff and maybe a guest or two and like kind of just figure it out like song i never really had a thought of like i'm gonna play this at this time and then that like that was never it was all even if you were a guest i'd be like i'm not sure what song we're gonna play first it would be like (laughs) we'll see where we are and like and go yeah but that thing where you said like you know spitting a cypher with like Kyle from the caravan, I think, was yeah. one of them. Right? Yeah. And um, Black Tower, I think he is now. Black Rook. I honestly Black don't Tower. know. I haven't heard of him in a while. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's still got it. They put it, the caravan's put out some new music recently. And it's, he's, I mean, he's still Kyle. He can flow like a motherfucker. And he, yeah. uh, he's like Halifax's big pun, but uh, <laughs> it could be if you want to. He'd love to hear that, actually. Because he'd be, yeah, anyway. Um, but when you were talking about that, sort of like meeting those, not meeting those people, but like, that cross-pollinization of, of that like I, I thought about that more and more with the guests because like the show usually was an hour and an hour like with each guest <clears throat> part of me so I would always try to have like things that I wanted would, would hope would collaborate <laughs> it was sort of my yeah. dream like if we were a bigger infrastructure I always pictured like the green room where I'm like really this whole thing is just about me secretly like playing <laughs> secret scene a and r basically yeah. is how yeah. I like secretly in my mind like to pretend that some like i like the idea of like being like the unknown a and r who's like these people should work together so let's act like let's let's just let them meet up and across genres too like i really would wanted to do more of that which i think would be really cool right now maybe as a structure for like a podcast was the idea of like people that wouldn't really meet in their musical genres but instead bring them smash them together because i think that's where some really good shit could happen like i just always like that idea i did a uh, on that note, I I did a songwriter circle. Oh, back, back when I was releasing "Party on a Sunday," the EP. Right. So that was like 2017, 2018, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was part of the songwriter circle that uh, the NSCC business music business program was putting on, and I was like an artist in it, and I performed to recorded music. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't. So it was like, I had to do stuff acapella yeah. and ended up doing one track over, over my, my instrumental. Cause I just, at one point I was like, these guys have had instruments this whole time. I haven't had anything. I'm cheating right now. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm playing a beat over the, the system and I'll just rap. Yeah. And, but I had like Samantha power, which is like a country singer. I had Rankin McGinnis yeah. and I had uh John Mullane from In Flight Safety. And like, these are like, in my eyes, I was looking at these people like on stage with me. I was like, these are powerhouse like singers and artists in themselves. Like, what am I doing up here? But it was like, it was crazy because like, I was, I was just a rapper to them in my, in my eyes. And I was like, I'm just a rapper in this situation. It's like, do I even deserve to be up here? Like, is, is this the chance I should even be taking right now? Because like a songwriter circle is always about telling stories, but like, then I came back. I was like, well, that's all of what I do when it comes to rapping. It's, it's telling a story. 
So I have these in-depth stories. I just do it differently than them. So it was a it was a cool way of collaborating in the sense of right. sharing a night of multi-genre music, but like all having either a similar story or just like a specific situation kind of story that like people can relate to, but in their own way. And it was like, I think that was a cool way that I got to see different genres really coexist in in the industry in the city and i think i think it deserves a lot more praise and a, a lot more attention and i think i'm trying to i i would like to do that i've been talking to a, a couple artist friends of mine that i'm trying to get a songwriter circle mm. like either like a monthly thing or a bi-monthly thing or something like that that i can just get people out and 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 tell their stories because i mean and now I'm on a tangent, but we're in a time right now that mental health is at an all time high. And I, not that I, I, we need to go down that route and uh, per se, but we all have stories that we need to tell. And as artists, I think the most vulnerable part of it is being able to tell that story on stage, but being able to talk about it outside of the music. It's, it it takes a lot to do and sure. being able to do it and put it and give a platform and a stage to actually voice it and have people listen to, to the extent of like, Oh shit. That's what that story was about. That's what that song was about. Like I thought it was just like surface level kind of deep, but like that, that shit went like, we're talking bomb shelter kind of stuff yeah. like and like i i just feel like in the new year that's my plan i want to like while continuing this to allow people to have a voice and and talk about their shit and talk about what they're doing with their lives and stuff like that i want to be able to in, incorporate that with the the songwriter circles and just like let people talk get their shit off their chest but like perform that shit like don't don't just sit there and rap the lyrics or sing the lyrics perform that shit like how you feel it because there's these stories go way deeper than skin you know and it's it's about time we started talking about that shit a little fired up a hundred percent no i i mean i i love it I, um, I totally agree with you. I think it, it also like, I guess it goes back a bit to that critique idea. Like, yeah, it's for me, I guess the thing that I don't want to see is like, I'm not trying to blend everything together and having some sort of like middle that everybody likes, because right. I think that would be really genre flattening where like, you 100%. know, like, you know, everything would be sort of pop something instead of big, <laughs> like it would, just, it would by nature yeah. it would be like popularly yeah. The middle sort of and yeah. but what i would love to see more is just the sonic kind of contemplation in a song like a songwriter circle so if you have someone like i mean you mentioned rankin mcginnis that's a good one like there's there's a guy that comes from a musical tradition that's quite different than rap but yet yeah, yeah. hasn't like as a great musician and i think when you listen to like famous Fantastic. musicians yeah. they don't cut that bullshit where it's like oh you're a celtic singer so like fuck you you don't know anything about rap it's like well maybe you don't know anything about rap but you have ears and you can hear how, and you might be able to give the 
the thing of like, you know how you do that little da 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 way you rap? It'd be really cool if you kind of went like, because I do that in this song where I go, and like just that that sonic yeah. shit where yeah. you're, it's not about how like, I'm not trying to tell you how to rap. I'm trying to tell you, I hear a thing that's like, that's a really nice little rhythm or like, I understand notes better. Maybe with that one went up a little, like, could you deliver it like this? And um, I think that kind of shit would be huge. And the other way around that some of the, the stuff yeah. on rap, I mean, every genre is taken from rap the way rap took from genres. But like, yeah. I really think that there's that, that way you pollinate with each other. And I think your point about like telling stories, I think it's one of the reasons why rap is so powerful for telling stories and part of why it's such a global force because everybody, like you said, everybody has a story to tell um, is that it, it's hard to like, wh why do people, when it, when it comes to the, actually the, the act of what you're saying, maybe not the beat, whatever, mm -hmm. but like the, what you're saying there's nowhere to hide in a way like yeah you can be like the hardest street motherfucker in the world and yeah. in that on your on your album and you have two choices there you either are or you're faking and so you're one of those two and we know yep. either way we, pretty quickly you know these things so there's nowhere to like you can be fake and do that as a real thing like i'm i'm being fake but everybody knows that or you got to be you and it's really difficult to hide that under like pruning or yeah. holding a note for a bit, you know, I'm at my desk and just hold that shit. What, what does that mean? But that means something because we like when the human voice vibrates a little. But with rap, we're going a little like I'm at my desk. Okay, cool. What's next? Like, where's this? And so it's very, it's rawer. And I think it's like, it's really straight to the point. And I think you're very right about the humility element of like mental health and being able to talk about that um, both on mic and, and, and off mic. But I would like to see people use that that real that um the empowering quality of rap yeah. that you could talk about the darkest shit, but you're the motherfucking MC at that time. So y'all can shut the fuck up and listen to me. Yeah. Because it might be some shit you don't give a fuck about, but this is my time. And you can hold the court if your shit's flying up. So it, you know, you could be talking about some dark shit, some even some fat shit people don't want to hear. But if that shit's got a little flow to it. And it's fly. All right, I might even stay and listen. I listen to all kinds of problematic music that sounds good. Yeah. This is some yeah. Kodak Black on the way here. That was, I'm not going to play <laughs> that for most people, but it's fly as hell. He's just the way it's he's hits. doing that. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, yeah. no, shout out to Kodak, but like, you know, it, I, I think you're very right about the format. And um, I think that more people could embrace it and it would help them. It's good mean? to speak. Yeah, man. I, and that's and that's what we come back to with the podcast. But I mean, that's that's what I, I I just I don't want people to be all up in like I'm like you, by all means, when it comes to the stage and owning a stage, I'm better than you. You're better than me. Whatever the heck. Like, do what you got to do. Like put put a show on. But like when it comes to being who you are, like, yeah. Well, nobody's better than you at being you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's impossible. own that shit. Own that shit. I also will say, I do think it'd be nice if we could get and back to that critique culture again. It yep. would be nice if we had, and I think it would make the scene actually the strongest it could be, is if you had that sort of show improve thing. Like, yeah. you know, people would be like, Agreed. get off the stage, you're whack. <laughs> and, but here's <laughs> the, the thing. Well, kind of. But I think the thing about that is like, it's a little bit, I was just thinking for some reason of like hunting deer. Uh, which is not something that I do, but it just popped in my head. The idea that like, if like a, a real hunter is often, often a lot of great uh, ecologists and conservationists are hunters. 
And that might seem oxymoronic because it's like, wait a second, you're killing them. But it's because you want that ecosystem, not the killing part, but right. that you want that ecosystem to survive and thrive. So yeah. like if I, if I go on the stage and kill it and win, or I go on the stage and lose, at the end of the day, we got to understand that person I beat, I need them because who the fuck else am I beating? <laughs> right. Yeah. I yeah, need yeah, a yeah. scene and it's not to kill them. It's to appreciate them for stepping up and yeah. being there. But like everybody who you need, some, no champion doesn't have someone they defeated. You right. need those people and you're all trying to do the same thing yeah. there. I think it would be nice to get to a place where you could be more critical, uh, but it's an issue that we have here big time in the East coast in general, like the visual art culture as well. Like it's very difficult to stand on your two feet, be a critic and not be ostracized as a hater broadly um and then not have access to the places you need to make true critique of what's going on right you know what i mean like say yeah. you, you know like if i said everything that comes by me i'm gonna be really brutally honest you might not agree with it but i'm gonna be brutally honest like that shit is whack or like you know yeah. i've heard that song before from you person x or whatever see i hold back I could easily fill in person X there, but like it, it, <laughs> it's, it, you hold back because we're, it's a small place, yeah. but I think we really do have this insecurity yeah. that causes us not to be able to take critique. A hundred percent. Like, because 100%. we're worried about ourselves or we're worried about what it means to be told. I don't love it. Um, we, we shy away from being really our best. Like if steel start sharpened yeah. steel, what are we doing to our friends then when we're not? Yeah. In a way, there's no love because yeah. if you love something, you're going to tell it when it's fucked up, right? Like, yeah, 100%, man. And, and, that's, and that's a hard thing to do, though, because yeah. like, I couldn't, I can't do that. I can't, I, I can I say probably it, couldn't but have, it's I probably couldn't have do. done that back in the day. I could probably do that more now than I could have back then. And it's weird because I'm not advocating, like, someone just being a dickhead no, to everybody. No, of course. <laughs> I'm not saying everything sucks either. Uh, I think it's, I think it should be that you, you know, you're just kind of, there's gotta be some, it's okay to have some standards about something yeah, or to be like, that's generic. Like that sounds like generic, you know, yeah. Rattlesnake. If that's, if that's what you're going for, that's what that sounds Rattles. like. Yeah. Rattles. I just like when I the like hi hat is so high. It's like, <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me. Coming back to the critique. I mean, that seems to be the, the focus of this. Um, I oh, think no. I think going through, like, looking back on my career so far, I would have appreciated so much in, like, a studio session recording shit to have somebody say, instead of just being that yes man that we spoke about right. and saying, dude, are you, are you serious? Like, you need to go back in there and do that. And I'm, I'll tell you when you can leave kind of deal. Like that's the kind of shit that I, I feel like I could have really used in the studio. I, it, it could have been detrimental in a sense, but at the same time, I like, I was looking for somebody to say, dude, like, I know you can do better. Pull, pull from where your that place came from when you wrote that. I hear you. I hear you. I think of that, I, that role I think is really important. And, and when, one of the things like in my day job, uh, working with artists, uh, one of the things that is really important here that I think makes that work so that, cause that could go terribly wrong. Like True. if I don't, but it's if I don't know you and that's the thing. And I think along the way with an artist, 
it's not being phony to give you probably 80% compliments and 20% criticism. Not as a rule that I stick to as like going into this, this is how this is going to go. But here's right. what I mean. When I say to you, like, all right, you know, session starts at whatever, eight, that you like that, thanking them and complimenting them for the work they're doing. That is when they're back in the booth, like, thank you for that. Yeah. You know, like, like yeah. not just the negative, but the real positives of like, I see how hard you're gunning at this. And I know you don't want to leave anything on the table. See, that's yeah. us together now. It's yeah. like we, like, listen, yeah. I know you got something left. Go get it. You, you know, you don't want to wake up tomorrow and do that. But not the, hey, not good enough, go. You, but you've got to develop a relationship yeah. with people. And I think sometimes art, like when you see, I think when we think about rap music more as art, and it, it isn't thought about enough in my mind. Like, it's, it takes time to make things that are good. Yeah. It, it, you can make things quickly that are good too, but building that relationship with someone that's going to be able to press you is you got to let that marinate because you got to know the person's coming from a real place and not just yeah. like following a little procedure they do where they tell you off and then you make great shit. It's like, this isn't a movie. <laughs> That's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> These are yeah. real people who yeah. are going to go tuck their tail when you tell them, fuck off, do it again. Um, I think I was, but... more, I was, no, I was definitely talking more like black and white, <laughs> like, like cut and dry like that. Obviously not like, not like, like that. Like, are you fucking serious, dude? Like, go the. I fuck think we back should do that, that again. Let's like, do that. I want to do that now. Actually. <laughs> I think like, that's, that's the new lane. But like the the, the push is what yeah. I would have uh, yeah. come this back to. The, the push is what I wanted from a friend, a homie that I was in there working with, like either yeah, yeah. him being the producer or an artist right. on the track or an audio engineer that I've known for so long that's that's right. working the board, and it's like. You, I know you know how what I can do and how well I can do it. I want you to be able to push me to to, to not have a shitty take. Like right. I, I, I don't want you at the end of the session to that, be like, I, that I think I did all right yeah. when you know I can do better. Saying we should have never left this this session without you finishing that the way that I know you right. can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think about that then. I think, okay, why doesn't that happen? And I think one of the things that we face, and it's going to tie into something that you're going to do in the future. So I think I'll, you'll like this. Um, people don't know people that are going to do that for them. And, yeah. and they don't know people that are like qualified to do it. Cause just cause it's your home, it doesn't mean they're any good at it. Right. <laughs> so we yeah. got to get around some people. I mean, they could be, and yeah. I'm sure they're good at being your <laughs> homie. And that's important. Like you need those, like you need them to play that role of your homie. But yeah. what if this singer songwriter circle thing was more of a, or could be something that's kind of like, <clears throat> like bring your unfinished. Like Test, it, testing material. Brave rap zone, like testing zone where it was like, yeah. this is not done. <laughs> and, and, but it would have to be a, like a creative oh, people. Like say, cool. say like, look, like bring the thing, like bring the beat that you're like, and here's my issue. And you'd say that, like maybe it was your turn. You literally go, okay, I'm going to play this for everybody. And there's this part right here that, I don't, what the fuck? I don't, ah, what do you guys think? You know, and like get that feedback because maybe out of that, a couple of people break off and say, I really like the way you, you know, do shit. Let, let's go do that together. But then it starts maybe to be this sharing where the rest of the culture that we're talking about can grow out of that because you've been in the trenches together when it wasn't working, like yeah. when it was hard. And I think that's such an important thing. Like, I jump right to Drake as a perfect example, but like the polished finished thing 
that we see. We see the end result of a machine making yeah. a product. Yeah. We don't see throwing the pen across the room or like, that other drink's going to fix this, man. I can't fucking write tonight. That's yeah. real life. And you know that happens. But we don't see it because people like, we hide that part. And maybe there's a reason behind it. Maybe it's boring. Maybe it's too... But if we would share that, I think it breaks down the wall that the greatest at anything str struggles because they're continuing to try to maintain that greatness. Yeah. And they struggle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. every, if it, even the ones who brag about it coming easy, like <laughs> it's yeah. still, you're right. Struggle. And like, everyone has that something they're battling yeah. with. And so it'd be yeah. really interesting to see people come together in that way. I think that see you had like, when I was doing that was the, the gears were moving. I was oh, like, it wasn't I, you're crazy. No, 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 definitely not. I was saying the gears are moving in there. Like that's 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 a solid way of doing it. Because I mean, like I would like I use SoundCloud as a testing platform. I right. I throw shit up there that I don't that isn't fully done. That isn't yeah. like out out to the public. Right. It's like if you're a true fan, you'll check out these tracks because that's where I put out. Exactly. That's where I that's where I test out some material. Exactly. And you get to be in on early shit. Like imagine you're playing yeah. something and we're like, holy fuck, man, I heard that two years I, ago. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's like, so cool. And I think about as you were talking about, I think about um, stand up comics and the way they talk about building their sets. Like <clears throat> they'll go do the same set, you know, in New York comic, maybe three times a night for yeah. weeks on end, trying yeah. out the joke and like. How does that bounce back? And like, let me tweet that. Now imagine doing that, not every night, but imagine doing that as a rapper where you're like, I like the way this bar is to finish the verse, but you know what? I'm going to try this different verse right here. And I'm yeah. not done yet. Like, let me tweet that. Oh, they really like when I pause and then come back with that. Like, okay. But that would be a really interesting way to be able to like, to literally just say this, this stuff's not done. It's, yeah. I keep having this like uncut rap, but I don't know. There's some pause game material there <laughs> but i mean it's 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 a conversation it's part of the conversation that like it's for the culture i think is something that could bring growth in the sense of understanding of totally. others and and their stories and and their process of even of writing like yeah, I have. So I have the verses all done for this track, but I can't come up with a hook to save my life. Right. But so, so here's this, and like, like if some, if one of the artists, other artists in that songwriter circle feels like they have some that, that can fit that that vibe, by all means, jump in and and right. do your thing because we may have something. If and if that's that where happens. different genres make a lot of sense too, because a hook being often more melodic than. Than the verse, yeah. of course, somebody who's in a more of a, a singing tradition, whatever that is, is going to hear that <laughs> and go, I approach that like in a kind of hook way. Yeah. I mean, they still sing their choruses, but of they don't course. even call them, they don't call them hooks. So it, yeah. it's like it, it, they have the piece that, that they, they, they're coming from the place you want from like a hook maker, really, is like a singer, usually. Yeah. Um, and um, even if they say, even if they are the one who just comes up with something that you rap or like kind of rap sing then it still makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, man, it, I, I really appreciate uh, the time on this on this lovely pod you have here. Thanks, man. Well, I mean, it's it's great just 
like and I, I said this at the beginning like I just like using this as a way of catching up with you like not that it needs to be recorded for anybody else's benefit other but, than ourselves but like this is great I feel like this is insightful conversation in se- in the sense of like just content wise like the the the, the 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 points that are being raised aren't necessarily specific to you and I but can be relatable but uh having you on this podcast i think was a a, a solid step forward for me because i think it like (laughs) i think it's taken full circle now because like i used to want to be i used to want the funny part i used to want to be on potato salad radio because like i knew it would be something that like i just wanted to really do and then today with the podcast and every or even i think it was last night yeah we were were trying to figure out times to come on it's like don't mind me i think i'm just a little bit more excited than you are you were saying that to me and I was like, it's, yeah, it's a great feeling to me to know that you're excited to come on this show because like it, it's, it, it just makes the con it, it, it like the conversation alone isn't forced that way. Oh no. It's very easy to talk with you and, and it's like, been easy for a long time. You know, we. I, I mean, I, I like to say I'm an approachable kind of dude, but I mean like, it's it's not even about that at the end of the day it's just like i just like like to have your point of view of where you came from especially when it came to the hip-hop culture the 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 culture that really raised me and brought me up into the in the music scene was you you were a, a pivotal moment in in allowing myself to be myself wherever because like even when it comes to that cypher and hot q loves to bring up that cypher by the way, um, he <laughs> it's on it the internet, man. It's brought, on. You can cut it to up. it right here. And, uh, like wait a second. Wait a second. What is this? This. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I've been broken in on. We got MCs in the booth. We got Hot Q. He just taking over. Yeah. We got some people in the booth. What they got? Yeah. I go by the name of Woozy Blanks. I'm here with my man Epidemic. Yeah, yeah. DJ Hot Q's on the one and two. Yeah. Love. Love. Love, check it. Let's go. Think about it and just take a look at how we live in. The government lies in the people too, and I can't believe religion. And I can't believe what written. Hope not, we will grow. With open mind, there's no limit. They afraid to let you know. So they lie too much and lie to us, and it's making people cower. They keep our minds and changing, that's what's keeping them in power. Believe none of what you're hearing, only half of what you see, because they throwing out distractions just to keep you from Get what you need. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. It's epidemic, yo. Uh. Get him. Yo, I've been up for two weeks, writing more than two sheets. Made me feel like two chains over the same two beats. Yo, but I'm back now, living in an act crowd. Cause life has put me back in time. I'm Craig Mack now. Uh. That style funk, 21st century. Feeling like Slick Rick has been sent to me. With the flow, Sco Cold. East Coast grown back to light, but I'm taking down the fence to see. Uh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> um, it is. But like, having those moments like allowed me to see where I needed to work on myself, where I needed, what I was good at, what, what, who I liked being around and how comfortable I can be and how much of myself I can be in the public eye. However, I've grown a lot more and I, I, I really don't give a shit now about like what people truly think of me. Like, if you don't like me, you don't like me. I don't, it's 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 neither here nor there right now but like i love the fact that like i'm so 
I think spinning that in a positive way is a good thing too. Instead of that, I don't give a shit about it. It's that it's not I, about I, other people. See, My self-worth is not and your self-worth. I always is not say it invested. the wrong way. It's not that you're saying it the wrong way. I'm not trying to say it's wrong. You can do what you want to, but I'm just saying <laughs> I think it would be beneficial for your soul to, yeah. to think of it as that you are your you you understand your value in yourself and someone else misunderstanding you yeah. or misinterpreting you. Or even just not liking you doesn't rock the boat that I don't like myself. That's what and that's I where it gets bad say. because we start hating on ourselves, then that everything falls apart. Yeah, and, 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 and I really need to be able that, to say that's that. That growth, you know, like, and it, oh yeah, we're uh, me and you could probably talk all night. I think uh, <laughs> if, if we given the chance. Yeah, I, one of the things that made me that I wanted to mention just that when you were talking is is I think eight like age, it's it's a weird thing. Yeah. Like I'm forty five. And I it's but I guess that it's another element of these things that we fight against, like age being a bad thing, kind of. And yes, there's the elements of like your body's not the same. But to be able to look back on something and actually have like witnessed it, like when you're 20, things that were 10, 10 years ago were like a half of your life. But now it's like I've seen whole projects live and die that took 10 years. And you can kind of see like how it worked. Like, yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying is like, do things with passion now and forever. Because when you, and like, don't always analyze what is this doing in this deep, big, huge way? Because I think love put out through our, our service to community will be greater than we think when we look back. Like I knew we yeah. were doing something fun back then, but with time and that perspective of being older, looking at it and watching things that didn't work and things that did work. It's, it's something really wonderful about that age. And it's difficult to hear what you're saying because I still feel like I'm just this young person cutting my teeth too. And like, yeah. I, I don't know if I ever lose that, uh, but it, it's, it's weird to hear you. I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> and then it's sort of like, uh, like when you say that about me, but then it's, and, and not, in, I don't mean like in a disful way, but just like, right. uh, how could that be? I'm just this person that just barely did, but it, we all play these roles and it's you're reminding yeah. me that part of my obligation is to play the role of someone who's watched things happen for a while and can comment on that at least. And to not just stay on the sideline with my mouth closed because yeah. back to that, if you know, you know, and my kind of re- refutation of that saying, maybe if you know, you should tell someone or teach the youth, you know, like yeah. maybe don't hoard knowledge. Um, but so maybe I appreciate the inspiration to come out here and run my yap. And one of the biggest things I've been worried about is when I started doing that shit, I would talk for two hours straight if I didn't have a guest. And like you said, like, I didn't give a shit. And some and, and I it was because I just love doing it. Yeah. And now I've thought about it too much. <laughs> and this has really helped me feel like, yeah, I can come back and talk some shit. Yeah, man. So if I come back and talk some shit, I want this moment marked in history that this is where I uh, really felt like it was like, all right, well, I got that bug again. Well, you're always talk welcome shit back at some on people. this show, bro. Oh, I'm going to be back. All- <laughs> <laughs> You'll be back. You'll be back. In welcome to my one. show. No, this-, <laughs> this is season two. We got plenty of seasons ahead. But uh, yeah, man. You, know, you do. Was- you do this it was and like having those moments like you were as as much as you may not see it as a as a big moment like the those the little things matter in the in the starting points of of a music journey and being able to recognize those moments but looking back now 
like I wouldn't change those moments for the world because like I remember when Mocha Only was performing at oh, yeah. oh yeah, what's yeah. the what's downstairs the Argyle <laughs> anyways it was probably at the, the Argyle Seahorse no no they're that weird little i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah i don't know what it's called now but yeah anyways he was performing there and he i think you had him on yeah, yeah. the show before me yeah and i was like i get to come on after him but we're like it was like we chopped it up a little bit here like at the show and then at the show i chopped it up with him again because i was performing and i was like and i remember i remember and, and just these little things that connect it's like i remember cavi was in that show yeah and he wasn't even allowed to be in he wasn't even supposed to be allowed in that bar because he was yeah. still under age at the time yeah yeah yeah. like and yeah. i mean that was just like it, it's these little things like as as minuscule as they seem and as not necessarily meaningless but like you were you were a big moment for a lot of artists coming up when especially appreciate that like by all means before this whole social media thing because i mean social media is, is what it is sure. but like when it came to radio like we had facebook posts like that's all i was doing at the time like yeah. i was doing a facebook post like, i'll that's be it. on the radio yeah on on potato salad radio yeah, on yeah, saturday yeah. be sure yeah. to check it out that was the only way and like if people had facebook everybody had facebook but yeah. if you had facebook that and you saw that it's like okay well i can check that out I mean, what else were you going to listen to it on? Like you had the radio, everybody had a radio in the car. It was like, everybody listens to their phones now, but like, that was the moment. Like you, it was a radio station. It was was a a real show. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I respected it to the extent of like, this is a great way of teaching even the new guys. Now a level of appreciation for like, you have the resources that, I like even in oh, my generation, yeah. even in my generation, because I mean, the generation before me had a lot less than I did. And like, you guys have the resources that I couldn't even, I like, I might be a little bit further, but I'm not even bothered by that because I'm grateful for what I have and, and what I've done and the, right. the platform that I have now in this yeah. city. And it's, it's fantastic. But like the resources now, and we can we can go down a whole nother we could yeah but um i think the thing that that i see you doing and what really is so true about this and i I guess it's like in telling the story of potato salad radio which is sort of what this has been a little bit is like welcome back which is good like i mean in a way it i could go off on another sidetrack and i (laughs) I won't but just i feel like in a way it sort of it does feel like a rebirth because it always felt like it needed a good recap to end it um but i i'll be very honest and I said this earlier, what drove me was literal, just like kind of nerdy rapper rap, like rap brain that was like, I want to, I want that. I want to be near that, but also like to really genuinely kind of geek out about it. Like it, it quick Matthews came on my show like three or four times. Yeah. I still geek out about that. Yeah. To some people quake is nobody in the world. Yeah. Some people Quake is a god. Yeah. But Quake sat like a couple feet from me and talked about his life, rapped, took words from me and drank wine. Like (laughs) I that I still nerd out about holy fuck, that really happened. Yeah. And like Matthew is a really dope dude in real life. But like, you know, like 
classified pat stay yeah like i was i still geek out as a fan yeah about that interaction that like the people on the poster yeah we're we're on my show and <laughs> whole what the fuck yeah and i remember right? like mocha only sure like what the fuck is this like and then i'm at the show and he's like what? you know i remember like just this yeah plants even like what's up dude and it's like wait a second like the people all these people paid a whole bunch of money to come and see and they're all screaming like they nodded at me and i in the world of the rap world where it's like the, you gotta be the biggest and the best of everything let's just be real that is yeah. what made me feel so fucking cool yeah, that's what made me want to go back week after week was that buzz that I was like a fly on the wall in a place that I didn't not didn't belong, but that my love of that scene let me be be beholden like they people embrace that. But like I've DJ IV DJ IV was a name on a poster and a guy that I saw spinning forever. Yeah. And then he becomes a guy that's a couple feet from me. And then it becomes a guy I do a whole other thing. We got to do a part two, but like a whole thing with like, I yeah. geek out about guy on poster. Who's great at like the, one of the best DJs ever in this country. Yeah. Uh, you know, Easily. guy on poster who becomes friend because show like that yeah. show meant yep. a lot. And, and, and I think we got to do more things where we're doing it. Cause we just love it. Not because we're trying to make it something it'll become think about it'll become the thing it should become and if that involves money and fame or whatever then that's what it should be but yeah. you'll never regret doing it if you did it from that place like exactly never the biggest snowstorm the weirdest interview people that didn't show up all of it doesn't matter no exactly this dude. has been this has been a party on a podcast i'll tell you that <laughs> a talking dope, party man. yeah man and uh basically so part, this is part one right I'll come back for part two. Three. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Two, three, and four. Um, it's been great. It's been fantastic. Let's be fucking honest here. Catching up with you, uh, chatting with you, and uh, I soon. look forward to doing this soon with you, bro. This was this was much needed, and I think I think I got to learn a little bit more about the about the radio show than than I thought I than I, I thought so. I already knew, which it, was yeah. great. Yeah, so, man. Good to talk to you. Stay blessed. Likewise. Likewise, dude. Take Talk. easy, stay well. Yep. Hey, next uh, tell the people that you care about that you care about them. It helps round off the sharp kernels of the world. It makes <laughs> it a little easier for us all to move. <laughs>